You've got a vision. You've got an idea. You've worked hard, but nothing's moving forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible, the show that helps you to believe, conceive, and achieve. Your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman, Hollywood producers, authors, and parents with over 30 years of entertainment experience, want to help guide you through the practical steps it takes to get your idea off the ground. Your vision, should you choose to pursue it, is possible. Get ready to be empowered in three, two, one. Well, hey, everybody. That was uh, our really cool intro. This is Butch Hartman and my beautiful wife, Julianne Hartman. Yes, hello. What, saying hello? Yes, hello, everybody. And we're excited to be here because this is going to change your life. That's a big statement. No, that's, I, I that's know, a big statement. But I can make that statement because I know it. Like, you know, I don't you know just it for sure? feel it. I know it. Well, I can, I can vouch for this because this is my wife. I've been married to her for how many years now? Uh, well, it'll be 27 it'll, in, in May. May. In May is yes. 27. We've been married for 26 years. I know. And it's a big deal for us because uh, we're actually the first uh, couple in our families that have been married to the same person more, more than like uh, a few years. No, we've had a lot of... Uh, so is this a show about miracles then? Well, like, it, it's a, a show about <laughs> miracles, but it's a show about vision, but it's also a show about commitments. And uh, Because yes. if you don't have commitment in your life, you really can't get that vision to come to pass in the first that place. That is so true. And yeah. that's why we are so big on vision and we always have been. And that's yeah. why now we thought this is the perfect time to take it out to the world because I think that is what's lacking in a lot of people's lives. Lives. And so, and especially when there are people that have dealt with sickness and disease for long periods yeah. of time. Or just, they, or just uh, even getting something started and so, uh, quote unquote, failing at it. People, right. people, people have a real stigma in their life that, oh my gosh, I failed. I can't possibly try this again yeah, and, or try another thing again. Right. But, and also too, that people are, that are sick for long periods of time, the vision starts to diminish. Oh yeah, yeah. And the only vision they have is how am I going to get out of this bed or get out of this chair or get out of this hospital for today? Well, you know, the Bible is very clear. It says, uh, and, and, um, I think it's third John. It says, little, little children, keep yourself from idols. And an idol can be anything that's not Jesus Christ. It's like right. if you idolize anything over Christ, and that includes your job, your car, your house, your sickness, whatever it is. Yeah, our relationship. You, relationship, anything. You're in danger of walking out of that perfect relationship with Christ. And that's why we're cautioned over and over again, don't idolize. Even the first commandment is you'll, you shall have no other gods before me. I know. And that, so does mean I can't worship you? Well, no, that, that's a whole different story. You okay, can totally so. worship me. In fact, that's okay. fact you should be doing because yeah. I because you've made me worship you for gosh exactly. knows how long well at yeah, 27 to... year mark now it's just yeah. it's a law it's a it's a it's a yeah. proverb you, in the Bible. you made uh, the book of julianne yeah, yes, after gotta, 27 mm-hmm. years now i get to idolize you finally aren't after, you glad so i the first 27 was you the next 27 yeah no the first me. 26 and now it's starting 27 okay, cool. starts you cool. okay so. so i know that <laughs> <laughs> all right i know by the way this know. is our first radio show by the way guys just so you know and by the way if you do want to see more of us we do uh we do this radio show now we're so excited to be here we want to thank the good folks at kdar the word I And if you guys have questions for us on our show, uh, write to vision. Oh, it's 
Vision Possible Questions. It's visionpossiblequestions uh, at gmail.com. If you have any question at all about a vision, how to achieve a vision, what do I do next? Or where just should ask I just a personal question? Yeah, for about us, us at all. Just know, anything. Vision Possible Questions at gmail.com. And you can see us on Facebook Live, on Julianne's yes. uh, Facebook. You can follow Butch Hartman uh, on Facebook. We're on all social media. Give us a shout or follow us anywhere. Yeah, so don't forget it's Julianne as in one word, like Julie and Anne as one word. So it's J U L I E A N N. Right. Hartman. Hartman. Yes. But, but, but your social media is Mrs. J. Hartman. Well, that's my email address. Am I, yeah, well, <laughs> we're not going to give that one Thanks out. for just giving out my whole email You didn't address. give the whole email out. There's a million different things. It doesn't things. matter. I've had it for so long. That's I why I... Look, I, I had like a vision to, to give out your email address, and I made it happen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so we're here today to talk about, about vision, because as, as you said earlier, we're both... Uh, we consider ourselves both big visionaries, because everybody out there is a visionary. Yes. If you are a human being... You're a visionary automatically by default because God gave you a creative mind because he's a creative God and we are created in God's image. Yeah. And he didn't just make us to look like him physically. He made us to think like him. And you're going to say, well, Butch, Julianne, what do you mean? I don't think like God all the time. I've got news for you. Yes, you do. Because you have creative thoughts every single yes. day. Even if all you're doing is sitting on a chair creatively trying to figure out how to get something out of the refrigerator, you are having a creative thought. Some of us have even more creative thoughts than others. You know, I'm talking into this beautiful microphone that somebody designed, or I, know. Or I have this amazing iPad in front of me that someone designed. There's creative people all over the world, and those visions are just waiting to get out, but it's how do we get them out, and what are some of the obstacles we have to overcome to do that? Yeah, and you know something? We don't have all the answers, uh, but we have Yes, we do. We have all the answers. We have every <laughs> well, answer you, you When need. I married you, you told me you had all the answers, I did. so I'm making I'm you stick to it. Sorry, but that's why I've been worshiping you for the last 27 exactly. years. Exactly, but we don't have do all the answers, but we what we do have is, you know, we are in our middle we're in our mid fifties. Mid fifties. In fact, right. just so you guys know, just so you know, this is our first radio show. By the time the second radio show airs, I will have turned. Should we give away my age? I'll have turned ninety-two. Uh, no, I'll have turned fifty-four. It'll 54. be fifty-four. Thanks for making me sound older, but yes. I look great for ninety-two. Well, that's don't what I? we say. We yeah. say we're forty or fifty years older. Then yeah, they see, go, "My God, you look amazing." We're at that part of our life now where they go, "You look great." Then they add this for your age. Yeah, they add the I know. for your age part, right? You know what I mean. So, but listen, though, we um, have had many experiences. We really both grew up in well, meaning from age eighteen on in the entertainment industry. We and did. So yep. That's why we do have a lot of that knowledge. But you know what? If it's entertainment or anything else, um, if it's, it's, marriage, it's still the same values that have to go forward. Still the same um, implementation has to go forward. Whatever whatever genre you choose. Well, you did say we have a lot of experience, and, and you know, a lot of you out there do as well. But we have experience in entertainment, in parenting. We've been Christians for 20 years, and we counsel a lot of people, yes. too. Um, I've, I mentor a lot of young men. You mentor a lot of single moms. And uh, we actually married a lot. We married. We mentor a lot of married couples yeah. And uh, because uh, we, we've been married 26 years. And a and lot of people stayed come, married. And that's, stayed that's married. Been and how whole, do you yeah. stay married? I'll tell you, the answer is one word. Jesus is the word. Yes. That's how we he stayed married. He is the gorilla glue. He's I cert- used to say super glue, but... Gorilla Glue actually is better. It's now more you just strong. now you just blew our our, our super glue sponsor. They oh, super glue was going to sponsor our show. Then well, now Gorilla maybe Gorilla Glue can yeah exactly. But <laughs> no, but Jesus is the reason we stayed married, and that might sound like a simple answer. We'll get more into that later. But you need to be able to die to yourself and surrender to yourself and humble yourself in order to listen to Christ, so He can speak into your life. Well, and, so this whole thing about vision possible, it's not just about what that next job is or what your next. Um, you know, creation or whatever that business 
business you might choose, but it's also vision for your marriage. It's vision for your family. It's vision Any for relation, yeah, your finances, your finances, all of it. That's why we are income. Everything is encompassed in that word vision. Mm-hmm. And then also too the word possible. You know, I mean, we didn't say vision impossible. We said vision possible. I know. I looked, actually, I did some research. Oh my gosh. I looked up the you word did. vision. I, I worked really hard and I looked up the word vision. <laughs> vision has a lot of um, um, definitions. Right. And then the first one you think of is the vision like you see through your eyes, right? Oh, I have vision. I can see. But vision actually means a vivid imaginative conception or anticipation. Right. A vivid, which means super clear. Yes. A super clear imaginative conception or anticipation. Yeah. Like, I have a vision for this. Like, you know, Colonel, Colonel Harlan Sanders. I have a vision to make fried chicken and sell it all over the country. Right. You know, or Steve Jobs. I want to be able to make a computer simple enough for people to use, and I want to put a thousand songs in your pocket on an iPod. I mean, who would have thought of oh that? Oh, my gosh. You know, know, 50 years ago. Nobody would have. I saw something funny on YouTube uh, the other day. It was an old 1940s like, black and white movie. And it was how to work your dial phone. It was like, now here's how to work your rotary phone. And everyone's like, wow. Like it, was the, it was the epitome of yeah. technology. Yeah. But look how antiquated that seems now. I know. And but at the time, it was the most advanced piece of technology ever. Well, think of it this way. I mean, what's it going to be in 20 years from now I know. when you are 74? When I'm 74. Yes, we're That's not going right. to say. Yeah. I'm, I am a little older than Butch. Not by far, but yeah. I'm a, she, a little older. She's a little older. I'm not saying that because it's not polite to mention that. <laughs> no, you know that. what? I don't really care because a lot of women go, no, get, I, don't, I don't want to tell you my age. How or old are get, you? Or guess. And you're like, oh, come on. Let's don't play those games. We're not in high school. But I'm 56. Right. Julianne was born in 1962 in yeah. August. And I was born in 1965 in January. That's yeah. almost, it's almost my birthday. So I keep saying that over and over. I'm, only, See, that, I'm hinting and, at something. And what I do is I already, I say I'm a year older before I turn that year so that I'm already right. used to it. My mom was upset I wasn't born on Elvis's birthday. My birthday is January 10th. But Elvis is January eighth. Oh my! But I gosh. do have the same birthday as Rod Stewart. That was his. Okay. That was his well, and and Ray Bolger from the uh, from the Wizard of Oz. He played the Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. If I only had a brain, which you say to me all the time. Anyway, so now that you guys have heard brain. a little bit of our background, that's our. <laughs> um, just we'll to, be talking more yeah. about that too as we go. But on. Um, I just wanted to really get into vision about, especially for our lives, right? And um, so, just to give you a little bit more of a background, I'm born and raised in Burbank, California, mm-hmm. and uh, Butch was born and raised in Michigan. And so that was the furthest away from Hollywood. But he had a dream and he had a big vision in his heart. And so that's why I want to talk about those things and what you did, how you accomplished them. I know I didn't tell you this, but why not, right? Because it's, you're I think that So would be, I'm our first guest yeah, basically so I'm going on the to show? Interview you. Oh, this is, a, you're yeah. going to interview me. Well, you okay. like to talk anyway, so. I know, I never shut up. Yeah. That's really sad. So, okay. So how did a kid from Michigan come out to Hollywood, right, mm-hmm. and sell a cartoon. Uh, those of you who don't know, um, I um, a lot of people might have heard my name. Maybe you didn't, but if you have, my name is Butch Hartman, and I, I have created several animated shows on Nickelodeon. Uh, I created one called The Fairly Odd Parents, one called Danny Phantom, one called Tough Puppy, and one called Bunsen is a Beast. And then I was at Nickelodeon. I've been in Hollywood working in the industry for since 1986, so that's right. like 33 years now. Gosh, that's a long time. 33 years now, but a fun time. And then in my last 20 years were spent at Nickelodeon. Right. And I just left, I just left Nickelodeon in February of 2018. So I've been out of right. Nickelodeon almost and a so year. And so he left for a very big, huge, gigantic, ginormous vision. And we'll, get, we'll we talk, talk about, about that, about later, that yeah. on another show. So this is going to be your cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but, so you, you did create those shows. But what I'm asking you is that how did you have the guts 
to go from Michigan <laughs> at age 18 years old to yeah. come out here to California because, I mean, I'm born and raised here, so I kind of know these people. I mean, I know my people. They're L.A., and it's not like Michigan. So No, it's definitely little, not the same. Yeah, give us a little bit on definitely that Definitely different. Oh, well, um, being from Michigan, um, I would always uh, – I hated being in the snow. It snows there all the time. Okay. This is nothing against anybody from Michigan. It's a beautiful, gorgeous state, but I just am not fond of the snow. I wasn't okay. crazy about the snow. Okay. It was cold. And uh, growing up, I'd be in the house for the winter all the time. Right. And I'd watch a lot of TV. And that's all I had back then was TV. And I loved comic books and I loved movies and things like that. But there was no internet back then. I know right. it sounds barbaric, but uh, we actually had to leave the house and go to a theater to see a movie. But uh, I had a, we had a black and white TV I would watch and um, got a color TV eventually. But I would start looking at I'd be I'd be in the snow. It'd be freezing outside my window, but I'd be seeing this beautiful place called California. Mm. I watched a show called Adam 12 where these cops were by palm trees. And I'm like, where is that place? Where's this magical place? Then I'd see like commercials for like, not commercials, but like, you know, on the, on the wonderful world of Disney, like shows about Disneyland. Like I look up and kids are having a blast. Like, where is that place? And I really got a vision in my heart. I got a desire to go to where that was. And the Bible even says, it's in uh, Psalm 37, four, that God will give you the desires of your heart. Right. And even if you don't have a desire now, He'll give you the desire that you have, but even if you don't have a desire, he's going to put a desire right in there for you. You know, and People sometimes misread that because he's going to either give it to us, that what we have, or he's going to put one in there for us. Right. But I got a desire to go to California, and I was always a kid who drew. I drew a lot in school, and um, I first got noticed for my drawing in kindergarten. Our teacher asked, her, asked all the kids to draw a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Her name was Mrs. Shelley. I will never forget her name, Mrs. Shelley. And... Um, so Mrs. Shelley said, I want everyone to draw a picture of me. And we uh, drew a picture. And she started raving about my picture, raving about it. And so she um, uh, hung my picture up. And I realized I could get attention from adults that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, adults love my drawing. So I started really working on my drawing. And then by the age of 14 or so, I started finding other kids. I'll call them nerds. It was a bad word then. It's a great right. word now. I found all these other nerd kids I would hang out with, even when it was snowing. I never played sports. I never did. I, even now, I don't really care for sports right. that much. That's just, that's just me. But I, I always wanted to draw. There was a magical game that came out back then called Dungeons & Dragons. We'd play that right. all the time. We'd read comic books, go to the movies. And through meeting these other people... My vision for my own drawings kind of grew because these guys that I met were a little older than me and they went to other schools, but they were going to this magical place called Cal Arts in California. And Cal Arts was this college in Valencia that was founded by Walt Disney. And, oh, okay. and then they taught animation there. And I thought, wow, how can I get to that school? So, see, I was working on my vision. But then I met other visionaries, and my vision expanded. Right, and that's and I want to I want to tell people that, to, yeah. that you know, hang out with other people that do what you do. It's really important to do that because the uh, flip side of that is hang out with people that have no vision that just yep. maybe want to sit around and do nothing or just get high all day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, that was kind of what my background was, hmm. and then do nothing. Wow. And so that's what we don't want to do. <laughs> how the heck did I find you then? If I you know. were high all the well, time. How did I no, not I, even I'm not saying that I was. I'm just saying that I hung out I'm with joking. those people. Right. You know, that, and we did. I was trying to look, be with the cool people, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, and that's, that's a big thing. I mean, I know that this audience uh, for KDAR is very vast. And so, you know what? That might be you. You know, it was peer pressure. It was like I wanted to be with the cool kids. So I had to do what the cool kids did, right? And so, but that just really will stop anybody in, its, in their tracks. And unfortunately, probably to this day there's some that never left that life either it is unfortunate you know? but yeah I, I, going back to the bible here because i love quoting scripture sometimes it's like 
you know, evil company corrupts good habits. You're going to be absolutely. You're going to become like those people you hang out with, and yeah. so. If you've got a vision in your heart and you know where you want to go, you better hang out with people that can lift you up, not drag you down. Yeah, how exciting is that, though, to have somebody literally that is that might be, you know, a little ahead of the game more than you are, but like really like stretching you, you know, your creativity, your mind and everything. So you did have a friend that was doing that for you while you were in Michigan and he was at CalArts, correct? Yeah, when uh, the way it worked, it was funny because I was like a 10th grader and I met these two guys. One was in 11th grade, one was in 12th grade. And um, uh, the 12th grader went to CalArts first. Right. And I still had two years of high school to go. But while he was in CalArts, he would send, I would send him drawings. How do my drawing? This, this is snail mail. Remember, right. remember that thing you'd put like, like paper in an envelope and yes. send it in a mail and you had to put stamps on it? Yes. Remember that? Well, I did that and then uh, he'd, I'd, I'd send him my drawings and he would critique my drawings and send them back to me with notes all over them. Right. And be like, wow, this is fantastic. And uh, so I kind of learned through him. It was almost like a free correspondence course I took. In fact, we should get him on the show. His name is Dan. I get my, yes. my good buddy Dan on the show. Uh, I haven't talked to him for a long time because we kind of he's he's we're living in different parts of the country now. But great artist, great guy. Anyway, through that, he expanded my vision. And I finally got to Cal Arts in 1983 because of the help he gave me, because of getting my vision expanded. So right. that's how a kid from Michigan. And by the way, when I left Michigan. I left against all odds because no one in my family had ever left Michigan. I was the first one. Well, to I was going to say. So, what did your? I. I mean, obviously, I know what your. You know that your situation. You were not raised by your mom. You were raised by your dad. You yep. were the oldest of four boys. Yep. So, what did your dad say when he? Because I know he had to help you with the applications, right? To come. Yeah, out my there? dad was all for it. My dad was very okay. supportive. My dad always built me my drawing tables, and he was very. Um, excited about my art. My dad was an auto worker, so he like be, when you have a son who wants to be a cartoonist for Walt Disney, it wasn't the first thing right. on his mind. But he was very supportive of it, so he made me what I needed to to do to learn uh, what I needed to to learn. And um, when it came, now remember, I never, never forget the day it came to leaving when I was actually going to the airport to leave for California. You know, it's like I knew I, I my vision was so strong. I mean, nothing could stop me. I was like, right. I'm going to California, and then I landed, and my friend who was supposed to pick me up, one of the other guys who left before me, right? This back in '83. There's no cell phone. So I landed and he said he was going to meet me and he wasn't there. Oh my gosh. And it's like, okay, plan B. I had to right. get there. Plan B was. I hope you had money in your pocket. I had money in my pocket, but I had like four bags. It was just me. I'm 18 years old and I had to find the, I'll never forget, the flyaway shuttle to Van Nuys. Right. So I had to get, to get the flyaway shuttle to Van Nuys. I did that. And then in Van Nuys, there was a, a shuttle to Cal Arts. And I got uh, up to Cal And Arts. back then, Cal Arts is in Santa Clarita. And which is, which well, is actually, really far north of the airport. Yeah. yeah. Was it even called Santa Clarita at the time? It was, it was called Valencia. Valencia. It was called right. Valencia at the time. I mean, but there it, was nobody up there. I was going to say, there's nobody nothing, there. there was nothing there back then. Oh, yeah. And by the all. way, there's nothing but people there now. Yes. Yeah. But it's it was, huge. It's amazing, too. But I'll tell you guys, when you have a vision in your heart, and you, you can be that kid that leaves Michigan and goes to California. But, uh, but from once I got to school, though, here's the other thing about the vision. I wanted to be an artist, right? An animator for Walt Disney. And back in my hometown, man, I was the best one. Right. I was the one who painted the windows on the drugstore at Christmas time. I was the one who drew the cartoons in the local paper. I did the yearbook cover, all that kind of stuff. But I got to Cal Arts, and it was like going to the major leagues of baseball. It's like, you think you're good, but you get around people that are your age or just a couple years older, and they are phenomenal. And you go, oh my gosh, I, yeah. I either have to step up. Or run away. Yeah. And believe me, did I want to run away? But I didn't want to go back home because I wanted to be in California. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to I'm gonna have to work harder. I got to practice. So I started humbling myself going, hey, guys, how did you do this? Right. Show me what you do. And that's a, a lot of visionaries have that problem. I know you know this too. 
Um, cause I'm going to interview you probably in a show or two coming up I got to interview, get okay. your, get your backstory. Right. But, um, uh, a, a lot of visionaries have a problem humbling themselves and wanting to learn from other people. They want to do it all themselves. It's going to be my way or the highway. And they find themselves getting stuck cause they haven't crossed that particular bridge. And you know what all that is really? It's just fear. It's pride too. It's fear, fear and pride. Fear yeah. And fear pride. is huge. Fear brings on the pride. How do we get rid of fear though? Yeah. Well, we can talk want, about that. Want, on a, that's want, another show. That's another show. Yeah, because we are not going to tolerate fear because fear will stop you in your tracks and that will mess up and completely take you off your vision. Completely. Yeah, fear um, is probably the main thing that will draw focus from your life. We, we talked about this on a Facebook Live that we yeah. did. When someone is drowning and they're panicking and freaking out, they cannot have the presence of mind to maybe take a step to the left right. where, the, where the beach is. You know, I've, people have drowned that way. And they'll even drag other people down with them who are trying to save them because your mind, you completely lose focus. You yeah. see in horror movies, people start panicking and they can't yeah. turn the doorknob and all this stuff. Fear is, fear is a killer and it's where we rebuke fear in our lives yeah. uh, all the time. We uh, preach against fear a lot. Because the Bible says you, you weren't given the spirit of fear. First, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 says you're not given the spirit yeah. of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. Right, so that means we shouldn't God, have fear. God did not give that to you. Right. So that's where we got to really what make happens that when, clear. What happens when fear comes? Well, then? I'm saying it doesn't mean – what I'm saying is I want to make sure it's clear that God didn't give you that. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are spirits of fear out there, that, and they try to basically just you know completely fill your mind with so many thoughts where you don't think you're going to make it. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I guess the biggest fear of all is the fear of death, of dying, you know? That's, so, that's, that's the fear that centers everything, is the fear yeah. of death. Most people aren't afraid of flying. They're afraid of, of dying. dying right? right. I'm not afraid of the water. I'm afraid of dying. So, right. And by, the one good thing is, uh, I forget what the scripture is. I'll have to look it up. Uh, it says where... Uh, he Jesus conquered all fear, especially the fear of death. Right. You know, and uh, that I didn't say that right. I'm paraphrasing, but I'll. But find I know it. what you mean. You know what I mean yes. exactly. And so, question then. So, getting to California, CalArts was actually kind of the easy part. Whereas yeah. when you were home, it looked like that was the, the hard hardest part. part. Yeah. But then you get here, and because uh, I know we got to wrap this up soon, but you get here, and then you're like, uh oh, there are people here that are much better than me. Mm-hmm. How is this ever going to happen? Yeah. So, and that's where you have to have. Um, I didn't have Christ in my life back then, but I had a whole lot of me, and I had a giant ego. Yeah. But I had a lot of confidence. And to be honest with you, I did not. I didn't want to go back home. Um, uh, life at home was a little chaotic, and I wasn't crazy about it. And I wanted to stay. Plus. I was in California. It was beautiful. I, was I like, know. Mike, you had to come find me. I had to come find you. I, I was laying on the beach. That's what you were right. laying, Really? I, did, I uh, <laughs> should have gone to the beach more then. Or I was at Disneyland. It was kind of funny. Real fast story. I get to CalArts and I, I had a, I had a, they had a, it's a beautiful campus. I had a, a dorm room that overlooked the pool. They had a pool right. there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a pool in California. This is my dorm room. This is beautiful. Palm trees. Yeah, I look out there and there's people sunbathing naked. And I went, oh, I'm in California now. This is for <laughs> sure happening. So, but anyway, real quick, and I know this is a much longer story, but it was getting from Cal Arts and surviving an art school, but then getting into the industry from there. Like, how do you, how do you, how does a kid go from art school, getting into the animation industry, surviving there, and then creating some big shows on Nickelodeon? Right. Not only creating them, but sustaining them employing people, uh, getting another show on top of the first one, doing toys, doing merchandise, all that stuff, right. you know, uh, voice casting actors, running a writer's room, all of those things get completely, get completely, completely um, uh, wrapped into all of that. A lot of people say, I want to be in the movies. I want to write my own. I want to write screenplays, this and that. And I, I think that's great. Go for it. 
But you have to be the one that starts it. And you have Absolutely. to be the one that learns from it. Well, a lot of people say, I want to write a screenplay. And I'll meet them. I'll go, great. I'll, six months later, I go, how's that screenplay going? I haven't really started it yet. And Or they just, they just kind of lost interest because they got at a point where they, you know, because the vision wasn't clear enough. So they got mm-hmm. to a certain point and went, eh, forget it. Mm-hmm. I'll just start something else. And yep. so, you know, that's one thing that I love about God is that, you know, we have visions to do things. And as the show progresses, you'll hear more and more. But if he would tell, if he would have shown us the whole thing before we started, we might have went, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, yeah. So that's what I love about, you know, with you. You just, you just went one day at a time, one mm-hmm. thing at a time. Mm-hmm. You, you tackled each challenge one, one moment at a time, one show at a time to get to where you were because you really were just a kid from Michigan that really had no family yeah. experience of being in the business, nothing mm-hmm. like that. And so, so that's what's really exciting. And so that's why I know that um, we're going to be very effective with you guys because we really don't want to see anybody waste time or stumble anymore. And we are going to be very real with you guys. I mean, yeah. we, we're, we might sugarcoat a few things just for the sake of, uh, you know, being kind-hearted. However, we want to get real with you guys and we want to put you guys to work and put you to the test and see if you really, really want to accomplish your vision. And if you do, we have a lot of uh, practical things we can give you that will help you get toward your goal. Yeah. And it's just, it's all out of love. So It is out of love. <laughs> That's the main thing. I want to make sure that we're clear about that. It's out of love because we know what it can be like when you when people either don't do it or just feel as though they're yeah. too afraid to do it or whatever. We don't want to see that happen to you. And we are your true blue friends because there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, girl, guy, I'm with you 100%. And then, you know, as time goes on, you didn't meet deadlines. You're like, ugh, you're just a loser. Forget it. I'm not going to even help you anymore. That's not Butch and I. So we want to be here with you guys every single week, uh, encouraging you, promoting you, whatever it is. Just keep on giving you more things that will make you feel like you're just going to explode with vision and do some great things and you can life. follow. Follow us um, at a Vision Possible Facebook page, and you can email us your questions, visionpossiblequestions at gmail.com. And we're having a big conference coming up yes. next week, January 11th, in Calabasas. You can go to visionpossibleconference.com and sign up there. It's $50 a person. We're going to talk about all this. You can meet us in person. Yes, we have and 17 hours of intense, like you're going to leave there. It's a two-day knowing, conference. Right, knowing you're going to, on Monday morning, you're going to know what to do. And that's always the trap. You go to these great conferences. And then your Monday, you wake up and you say, wait, what did I, what I learned? Yeah. But you're going to go home with something that you're going to say, okay, implementing time now. And one last thing, I just want to say, get our book on Amazon. It's called Vision Possible. It yes. and Julianne Harpin. So check that out. It's been great being with you guys. Yes. Thank We're you so, so much. We're so thankful for you. And it's our first show. So if you've heard our very first show, please give us notes. Woo, give us thoughts. Celebrate with us. Again, email us at visionpossiblequestions at gmail.com. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Vision Possible. We want to hear from you. Please email us your questions at visionpossiblequestions at gmail.com. It's your vision. Now go make it possible.